Our business is big boobs. <laughs> That's the opening line from the interview pitch I received from today's guest, Maxine Lindrum of Brava Woman. And yes, she got my attention. And yes, the interview contains dad jokes. But it is also busting with marketing gold. <laughs> See what I did there? Well, I said, welcome to a small business marketing show. Where successful small business owners share their souls. To take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Tim and welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show. I'm your host, Timbo Reed. You, so much more importantly, you're a motivated business owner, and you are here to crank out some great marketing in order to build that baby of yours into the empire it deserves to be. Welcome. If you're new, thanks for finding me. If you're not, you're old, thanks for coming back for more. A cretin for punishment. Hey, big show today. Maxine Windrum of Brava Woman, a brilliant story of a mother and daughter who've created a hugely successful retail business, despite the fact that they'd never run a business before and they both hate shopping. Brilliant story. Got to listen to a question from a young uni student about how to create a personal brand. Got some feedback from a 65-year-old fella. He's a motivated listener, just found the show. And I have a wonderful quote, a motivating marketing quote from none other than Warren Buffett. So yes, a big show. Hey, today's show is lovingly brought to you by the good folk at Net Registry. If you need to get any part of your online marketing sorted, I would suggest you head over to netregistry.com.au forward slash Timbo and have a squiz at some of the very exclusive listener packages they have for you. And we're also made possible by the good folk at 99designs, which is the world's largest graphic design marketplace, where you will get a design you love from designers that compete for your attention and it is all guaranteed. And you can grab your free $99 upgrade over at 99designs.com forward slash Timbo. Go and do that after the show, hey? As per usual, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Get on Timbo's mailing list over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. And by stuck in, I mean stuck right into today's guest, who is Maxine Windrum. This is a ripper. Now, I want to share with you the, the pitch, the email that she sent me in order to get my attention to be a guest on my show. She says, hey, Timbo, our business is big boobs. Maybe a new subject and a slightly uncomfortable one for your listeners. Our business grew from personal experience of feeling humiliated as a teen because there was only one bra to fit. And that was a beauty, she says. Nude, full cup, thick straps, something your granny would wear. She talks a bit more about the problem that her and her mum were struggling with, and that's where the business came from, the business idea came from. Mum and I have both small frames and unable to find bras to fit. Getting uncomfortable here. Just breathe, Tim. Suck it in. Come on. You can do it. To fit, because back then, big cups were only made for big bodies. We opened Brava, a lingerie store for women, D-cup and up, 
nine years ago. We never had a business, never worked in retail, never even fitted a bra, except our own, of course. But we knew full of busted women needed a better deal. I love, this is so good because she's solving a problem that she's experiencing herself. How can you go wrong when you do that in business? We now have three stores, uh, Paran, High Point, Burke Street, and a busting online business. <laughs> See what I did there? She says, I like that. It's a big market. Oh, Timbo, the puns you could have with this one, they are never-ending. Well, she's absolutely right. I was a pretty good boy, uh, as you will soon find out. We did have a laugh along the way. Um, The pitch goes on. I'm going to post it in the show notes for this episode because she explains some of the marketing that she's doing. Uh, She does it in the interview as well, but it's worth reading. Um, Now, listen in. We cover customer service. We talk about how to treat competitors as collaborators. We talk about user-friendly websites, about attracting and retaining great staff. Gee, this is a good interview. Enough from me. Head off and uh, grab a cup of tea. (laughs) Make it a D cup. (laughs) Sorry, had to do that. And let's head, head over to the interview right now. Now, Maxine, this is your very last chance to take me on as a work experience student. (laughs) I've never heard that before, Tim. Never had that offer before. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I I knew it. Another unique joke. I'm going to go pretty easy. I promise. Okay. Okay, because you you warned me. And I told Sophie, my wife, this morning who I was chatting to and what about, and she's also read the right act to me. I'm going to give you a little bit of leeway. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how we go. You, you just call the shots all right. Like, as, <laughs> yeah. as I get to that line, it's like, Timbo, enough. Yeah, enough. All right? <laughs> but the thing is, I like boobs because they're proof that guys can focus on two things. <laughs> Thank you very That's much. already started. You started early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, correct. What did you expect? Hey, yeah. um, now, Maxine, welcome. What Thank period you. of history... Would you have loved to have lived in? Wow. Well, maybe when they started making bras. So I Fair thought enough. about them a bit and um, and uh, thrown away the tape measure and actually made bras properly for women. So, you know. When, when was uh, that? When, when, when do you reckon that period was? Uh, I guess the, the, I think it was around the late 1800s where they were having corsets and all sorts of things uh, strapped around them. Wow. That must, that would, uh, given your compassion for women with large breasts, that period would be a very, uh, that, you know, that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think when they were using tape measures, which is, you know, being part of tradition, part of bra fitting um, for a lot of years, all of this, uh, most of this century, um, you know, and, and measuring a volume, a breast mm. with a tape measure, you know, it's like measuring a glass of milk with a ruler. You know, you can't, it can't be accurate. And, you know, one of the reasons why so many women are in the, the wrong bra size. Yeah, right. Well, tell us about uh, that not so far away land where, in your very own words, women with large breasts had no op- option but to wear a granny bra. <laughs> Well, I guess I discovered it myself growing up, you know, as a teenager. Um, 
from a small frame. I'm a size size 10, but I had a full bust, same as my mum. You know, my mum's five foot nothing, size eight, but a full bust. Mm-hmm. And it seemed bras were just being made, um, you know, a, a bigger bust seemed just to be for women with a bigger body. Um, so there were no bras for smaller frames. So there was just one bra that fit me in the department stores. It was what we call a granny bra. You know, it was nude. It was embroidered. It had really thick straps where my friends were in these pretty little um, bras with thin straps and, um, yeah, they're just, there were not many options at all. Um, and in some stores there still aren't. But we've certainly, from the time we've been in business um, for the last nine years, it's certainly improved I find that um, you quote some research from Monash University, 600 women surveyed revealed that more than half found bra shopping experience as enjoyable or worse. Um, they said it was worse than visiting the dentist. Yeah. That's extraordinary. <laughs> That's right. And you know what? So many women don't get fitted because they've had such awful experiences. And this is more prevalent among women with a with a bigger bust, you mm. know, because it, it, there are a few things to, to think about. You do need a, a different structure in the bra, um, but most women, well, it's uncomfortable to stand in a change room half half naked, especially, you know, a lot of these women have walked into stores and been told, oh, there's nothing in your size, dear, yeah, you know, wow. or this, this one may work for you. So... It's, um, Sounds like you've you found you identified a problem back in two thousand and six when you started Brava Woman of like it was the dark ages. In fact, maybe still is for many retailers selling bras. Yeah, look, it's. I mean, we specialise. We just do D cup and above. And there's there's certainly stores out there that have a range for over a D cup, but not specialists. And you really need quite a big variety. To, you know, sometimes we can try 10, 15 bras on a woman and only one will work because there's so much that com- comes into it. Um, um, but, yeah, it's definitely improved. We've got brands out there who are just making D-cup and above bras. I had, I had to look up the coding. I'm sorry, I had to, being a bloke. The coding? The A, B, C, D type oh, thing, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah. well, our, we go up to a, a K-cup. Well, I'm not even going there because I this, I'm looking at the scale that I've printed here, Maxine. Yeah. And, um, of course, the first thing came up on Google because Google knew that I was searching for uh, bra sizes. <laughs> um, this, uh, tell me if this is wrong. Um, I'll go from A through to H and then you can tell me what K is. Um, a, almost boobs. Uh, B, barely there. C, can't <laughs> complain. Yeah. D, dang. Uh, and it goes on. I'm starting to feel yeah. as though that's that's only funny for blokes. Um, yeah, it, it, what's, what's K? Look, well, that's past H cup. You know, we go from Clearly. D, double D, E, F, double F. So they all have double double digits in them. Um, but it's the perception of bra sizes um, in the media, for example, a D or a double D will see be seen as huge. You know, we've seen those words, right. big double D, and so on. When a double D is it's actually not big if a woman is fitted correctly. Yeah, right. It's it's actually you know you see in the media these these breasts and most of them have been enhanced and you know the the, the words put around them as if they're they're really big but it's actually not. Um, our average size in store is about a twelve F ten double F. Right. Um, and it's it's perfectly in proportion. It's just that women feel that it's really big, but 
it, it's actually not. So it's just the it's just the perceptions. But K cup is big. Comes with a lot of uh, health yeah. issues, back pain, self esteem issues. Yeah. Let's let's go from breasts to business. There's a nice little okay. segue. Now I understand <laughs> you have had a box full of business ideas at home um, until Brava came along. You didn't have the confidence to execute any of them. So. Why was Brava different? Why was that kind of like that's the one you and your mum are going to do? I think just personal experience, you know. It was finally a problem that you'd actually experienced. It was like all the other ones were just kind of, oh, that'd be fun if it existed type thinking. Yeah, this was so real and it was, and we knew it was going to make such a difference to women. You know, but the year before, we, we thought about the idea. We, we sort of said, what if we could actually walk into a store, a bra store, and actually have a choice? Mm. You know, it was as simple. It was as simple as that. And um, we did a year research, and every single woman we spoke to either had um, bra problems, problems getting a good fitting, or they knew somebody. Tell me and about the got- research, because I've said before. You know, in fact, I said it recently on an episode. You know, if Henry Ford had gone out and asked what people wanted, they would have said faster horses. Um, right. So you don't always listen to what people are saying. But um, this research was it informal? Was it you just out asking friends, anyone you came across with a large bust? You know, you sort of spoke yep. to her. Is that what you did? We just spoke to women. You know, we we spoke to. Um, you wouldn't speak to men. At, at events, at, at just our our friends. And it was the same story. Tim, I actually can't remember one woman saying, no, I don't have any problems with bras. Yeah, right. You know, or if they if they were smaller in the bus, they would say, oh, but I've got a friend or my mum has a problem or my, my cousin, I've, let me know when you open. So you why know? a year, Maxine? Why, why did it take a year to finally go, oh, hang on, I think we better solve the problem? Mm. Well, because both um, mum and I had never had a business before. We'd never even worked in retail um, and actually didn't even like shopping. So oh, wow. We, we um, still don't actually, but we... <laughs> we um, That's kind of a positive in the sense that if you don't like shopping, then you have, you're forced to ask yourself what's yeah. going to make the shopping experience exceptional. Yes, it, yes, that's right. And do you know that uh, so many of the same reasons kept coming up that women don't like bra shopping and it's because they're ma- uh, when they have a fuller bus, they're made to feel they're abnormal. They mm-hmm. walk into a store, told there's nothing for them or that will do, you know, fit it into a big back size to get the big cup size because the right sizes weren't available and just sold to and and said, yes, this is fine. When as a woman, you know whether you're comfortable or mm. not. You know that we're in a bra that it doesn't quite feel right, but you don't quite know why. And if you're going to a professional bra fitter and they're not helping you, um, then where do you turn? You know, you, you there's nowhere else to go. So tell me about then... At- you down the track, lots yep. of research, you know this is the right thing, but you've never started a business, you've never been in business with your mum, you hate shopping. What, tell me, was there a moment where you've looked at mum and gone, right, come on, let's do this? Look, it was just time. You know, we, we also had a, a focus group with a group of our friends who, you know, quite a few of them were quite um, professional, just throwing around names and our branding and, you know, a few ideas for the shop. Um, Mum actually did go over to the UK and looked at what they were doing over there as well because there was another specialist um, store mm-hmm. over there. So we, we, we did our research. You know, you we, sure did. We, we certainly um, looked at what other people were doing. Um, we, we really zeroed down on the pain point of women. Mm. 
of why they're not getting fitted. Um, so then we just said, well, you know, we, we know enough. Let's find a property. Let's find a store. Um, what did you have to give up uh, to start Brava Woman? Were you both um, in corporate jobs or what were you doing? Yeah. Well, we um, well we had to put our my mum had to put her house on the <laughs> on the line. <laughs> she um, said she says laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't my house, mum's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, we weren't going to fail. We we just were so comf- confident in the idea mm. because we had spoken to so many women and it just confirmed everything. So we we were very confident about it. But what did you give up? Did you have to give up a job? Yes, um, I was working um, at the YMCA in their right. family development unit. I, um, I actually started at, What about your mum? She was working at a marketing organisation. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Now we've got a leg up here. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. You got some. You got some insider knowledge. We'll talk marketing in a minute. But okay, so you gave up house, had to mortgage the house, um, yeah. And then you did all the things that you need to do: go and find a shop, and go and find staff, and do all that. Um, yeah. You're underway. Um, tell me about a moment then when, because you've done all the research, like everything right now in my mm-hmm. mind is going tick, tick. Yeah. Success, success is guaranteed. Was there a moment where you've looked at your mum or woken up in a cold sweat? Do you know, it was fun. We, <laughs> we, sort of, we enjoyed the, the challenge yeah. and we were getting, you know, really good comments, um, you know, really good responses from yep. women and it was so positive. Yes. You know, we, we certainly made mistakes, you know, when it comes to ordering stock of ordering this oh, lovely, yes. you, you know, we've still got some of it nine years later. Oh, really? Um, is, there a, <laughs> is there a particular bra that is just what you look at it and go, what were we thinking? Um, basically the mainstream bras, the ah. bras that the uh, other stores, department stores were keeping, yep. we realised that they we needed to look overseas, more specialist type bras, mm-hmm. um, which is what we have in our stores today. So yeah, right. we learned a lot about what works and, and what doesn't. So, so it really has been, Maxine, like just as you would expect, just plain sailing. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Hmm? We, we certainly have had challenges as in just, well, I guess the first six months, you know, as I touched on about the tape measure, you know, that's how we were, we were taught. We were taught by the suppliers mm-hmm. to measure bras by tape measures and it, and it didn't take long for us to realise, no, we need to take a more holistic approach about, you know, what the... I'd do the tape measure. Would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the alternative? <laughs> um, look, it's more of a holistic approach where um, we fit by eye now. We can generally mm. look look at a woman and have a pretty good idea of her bra size. Yep. Um, and it's about her, her her shape and her body and how she feels, what she wants. It's about trying different things. It's not saying this is your size, this is going to work because there are so many styles. To You know, I could talk about this for ages. Isn't it, well, we don't, isn't it interesting, though, just as, as, a, as a marketing lesson there, like here's the big bra manufacturers who you would think would know, right, saying use a tape measure, you yeah. six months down the track realise that's that's wrong. So I think there's a lesson there for all of us, which is, you know, listen to what our heart's telling us, not what our heads or the heads of others are telling us, because so often we know. I mean, as business owners, yeah. I, I so often think we innately know what's right for our customers, yet we don't mm. always listen. 
And it's like, right. why don't we? It's, it, it, again, I talk a lot about courage, business courage, and I love your and your mum's business courage, but that's a great example of it. What's it like working with mum? Because I had um, a fellow dean on the show earlier this week who works with his brother, and they have punch-ons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's um, mum and I get along great. I mean, I'm working, doing a lot of work from home now because it did get to a point where it was getting a bit crowded, <laughs> um, but... But no, we work very well. But the only negative is that we have, we are similar. So we have very similar skills, which means mm. neither of us want to do the number stuff, the accounting, financial. Oh. You know, we want to do the, you know, the marketing and the, um, yep. the, the other things that we with the website, what we're interested in. So we've learned along the way to seek people who are more skilled than us. In. Yeah, good on you. Fill those gaps. Yeah, yeah, but it works well. Speaking of numbers, because I want to get onto marketing shortly, speaking of numbers, wrap some numbers around where you're at. Nine years down the track, you've got three stores and, and overseas listeners in very good locations. We're talking inner city Melbourne, uh, Melbourne's yeah. second biggest shopping centre and Melbourne's yeah. one of Melbourne's fancier suburbs um, and yeah. an online, a big online store. So yeah. four, four retail outlets, wrap some other numbers in terms of staff, turnover, etc. Yeah, we've got um, uh, 30 staff, um, all, all women. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not, not even going there. That was bait. You were trying to bait me then. Don't, don't even go there. <laughs> no. um, and by the way, all of our staff are in our target market. They're all over a D cup, um, which helps with that rapport. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we test on during the interview process. Oh, but, rubbish. But I challenge you on that. <laughs> that would be discriminatory. Would Come on. Uh, but we, no, we do. We do. Um, uh, they're drawn to us, and quite often they're ex-customers yeah, um, right. who want to work with us. Okay, so thirty staff, fantastic. So 30, 30 staff. Um, so it took us four or five years to open our second store, which was actually our first city store, which mm-hmm. was in Australia on Collins, but had to uh, close because they were redeveloping it. Mm-hmm. Can you talk turnover or? Um, I can tell you that we sold about 40,000 bras last year. It's <laughs> a lot of bras. It's a lot of boobs. Wow, yes. you, you, I love it. It's a, such a great story. Hey, list, listeners, I'm chatting with Maxine Windrum of Brava Woman, a small business that's shaking up the big boob industry. Thank you. Before we talk about how she's building a tribe, here's a word from two wonderful businesses that can lighten your marketing load. Support for this show comes from 99designs, where dozens of designers compete to deliver a fast, affordable design you'll love. Speaking of love, their big cheese, Patrick Llewellyn, recently compared 99designs to a dating site. We really think of contests almost like the dating paradigm. You go to a nightclub, it's noisy, there's a lot of people to meet, you get to meet a lot of people, and if you're lucky, you know, at the end of that process, you might meet someone, right? And then you go on and, and, and have dates. And so a contest is kind of like that paradigm. You put up your proposal, lots of designers submit their ideas, and then you start to whittle down to a few of the ones that really resonate with you. And then ultimately, you pick one of them. And once you've picked that one designer, the chances of you going on to work with that designer to get other things designed is actually very high. 99 Designs, where love is in the air. For a free $99 upgrade on your first design, visit 99designs.com forward slash Timbo. Get on Timbo's mailing list over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. 
Support for this show comes from NetRegistry. Recently, I was Skyping it up with Verity Ma, their Chief Marketing Officer, when the line deteriorated. She thought it may be because she had loads of browsers open. At which point I'm like, why so many browsers? Well, because websites appear differently on different browsers. So if I run multiple, then I can get a sense of how our websites are tracking across different browsers and customers' websites. NetRegistry, where attention to detail rules. Visit netregistry.com.au forward slash Timbo for a website that works on, well, all browsers. Now, Maxine, let's talk marketing. You are very passionate about building a tribe. How are you building a tribe and how do you nurture that tribe? Look, I think there's there's a few ways we do that. But what's worked really well for us is actually collaborating with our competitors that because we specialise, we're able to, I guess, assist other stores' customers. For example, um, you'll see on our website, we have we have distinct categories, lingerie, swimwear, sports, mm-hmm. sports bras, maternity bras, and then we've got bridal. So we connect with, for example, sports bras. We connect with physios and chiropractors because quite often their customers um, have back pain, they need a good bra, they want to get active again, so they send them on to us. As well as the gyms, the local gyms, they um, they also send women to us. What about department stores or, you know, something like a Lululemon or do you kind of yeah. connect with those guys or are they, comp- are they absolutely? You do. They're, they're amazing, those girls. The girls in Lululemon and Lorna Jane. Now they they do a great job in their in their target market, and they do have sports bras, but they're sort of crop style sort sports bras, and they don't always suit women with a fuller bust. So those girls. You know, it's not all about sales. It's about helping women. Mm-hmm. And the staff in those stores are fantastic. They send women to us because they want to help them. And quite often it does help their sales because mm. once these customers are in a good brand, they feel good about themselves, then they can go back to yeah, totally. these stores and, and get fitted out in, in some, you know, fancy gear. So explain the process of getting, uh, you know, there's a, how, do, how do chiros, physios, the staff at Lululemon, the staff at, you know, big department stores find yep. out about you um, yep. and refer refer back? Look, it can be done in a few different different ways. Um, quite often, we will just mail out a letter, a bit about ourselves. Um, uh, maybe sometimes we'll do discount vouchers. Sometimes it will just be business cards. Um, and quite often we get calls from them saying, we've run out, you know, send us some more business cards. So is it, is it really, um, I'm so interested in this strategy because it's like, so do you actively, um, do you maybe today go, okay, I'm going to go and identify another 10 uh, physios in Melbourne and I am going to, what, are you going to write a personal letter? Are you going to call them? Are you going to get an appointment? Um, most of the time, look, it's a few, we use a few different strategies. For example, at High Point Store, um, this is a, a, a great store to do this with because, uh, you know, all the shops are close by, um, lots of women's shops. We have the department stores there. So during quieter times, the girls will just walk along, go in and say hello, drop some cards in, introduce themselves. Um, we also offer the staff there um, a, a discount. Um, so it's really just about uh, passing on our information mm. and, and how we can help their customers. So 
I love it. That's a clever marketing strategy. You can learn. We can learn so much from going from being a competitive to collaborative. Collab, that's a hard word to say, Max. Are you with me? <laughs> Yes, collaborative. <laughs> hey, um, another thing that many small business, many business owners struggle with is staff. And I, I think yeah. that's part of our marketing strategy. Uh, you've got 30 staff. Uh, yeah. Understand you've got great staff retention. Tell me about your approach to employing and keeping mm. them. Well, to be honest with you, we probably do it a bit differently to most people. We, we don't go by a book. Um, what's important to us is that our staff uh, have warmth and are friendly and are nice women and can build a rapport with other women. You know, that the bra fitting, we can teach. You know, it's a combination of technical and, and other, but um, we really want all of our staff to, to get along and to be able to work well with women. So um, so it it's really, about emotion, not uh, the, the technique, yeah. the, the, the rational stuff around bras is learnt. You, you, you yeah. employ purely on emotion. Not purely. Sometimes it helps if they have some experience, but it can also be a negative thing to, um, to have a, a woman who has lots of bra experience and is not doing it our way. Yeah. Um, so we do retrain. They go for over a three-month period of training. Some some go a little bit quicker. Um, but it is more about the, the, the type of person that, that, that they are because you have to be a special person um, to be able to be in a room with a woman. And it's an emotional experience for some women. You know, some of them do come in crying mm. because they're so frustrated and not and feeling bad about their bodies and not liking their shape. So you you do need a certain type of person. Similar, you know, we get nurses um, who work with us and all different professions and studying, but they're all very warm. Yeah, right. And that's what we look for. Yeah. Just a marketing strategy came to mind for you, and it may be a bit difficult because it actually involves video, but I, I interviewed a chiropractor uh, a few weeks ago who's using um, video marketing incredibly effectively. Where amazing, he, I saw it. You saw yeah, it? amazing. Yeah. Goodness me! I mean, yeah. you know, because what he's doing, listeners, if you haven't heard that episode, it's with a guy yeah. called Doctor Ian Rossborough. And yeah. when a patient comes in that is, you know, critical, he asks whether he can in, uh, video the entire process of him doing the adjustments and and then walking out, literally walking yeah. out fixed at the other end. And I, yeah. I can't help but think you're, you're not in a dissimilar space. Um, it's a no. little bit more um, personal, I suppose, but, mm-hmm. you know, you would have some amazing stories to tell, yeah. some life-changing stories to tell. Oh, ab- absolutely. And, um, you know, we have women who are in their 60s and have never had a properly fitted bra before. And we have, you know, teenage girls who are full of bus who can't play sport and find a bra and they're just so down about it. There's some amazing, amazing stories. Um, How do you capture those? Because yeah, that, it, it would be, a, I notice you've got a fairly effective testimonials page. Is that kind yeah. of where they live? Every customer that comes into our store, we ask for feedback for them to email my mum and I at Lynn and Maxine at Brava Woman. Um, So we get testimonials daily. So um, some of them go up on the website. They're always sent to our staff and they're put up on the notice board in each store so they can see what a a great job they're doing. That's a great idea. Is that that just a verbal, hey, listen, um, if you've had a good experience, here's our email address or how do you actually facilitate that? No, we have a flyer in store, which also talks about, um, you know, washing your bras 
correctly um, and also um, about wearing your bra with the tags on when you get home to make sure you're comfortable and please come back if it's not working for you because we want to help you mm-hmm. um, and also to give us feedback. Um, we are going to be looking at more a, a more automated way where once they leave the store, they get sent an email. We're in that process of, mm-hmm. of doing that now. Um, but we also it's also good when we do get negative feedback. Um, sometimes it doesn't happen very often, but when we, when we do, we're able to address it. The, you know, there was a lady who came in who wasn't acknowledged for about five minutes in one of our stores the other day. And that's that's um, something that we were able to speak to our staff about and mm-hmm. say what what happened you know why 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 did this why did this happen have a conversation about it and find out how we can fix it because we don't and, want... and did you resolve that and turn it into a sale um, we actually the study happened yesterday yeah right so, okay but we will we will um, we did send her a um, Oh, sorry, yes, yeah. No, her, her feedback was that, that that was her feedback, but then when she was looked after by um, our staff, she had a great experience and she was really lovely mm. and she left the store really happy with her bras, but her feedback was she wasn't acknowledged gotcha. straight away. So often we can turn that, you know, business owners can be so scared of negative feedback, but so often it's the opportunity for, well, it is the opportunity yeah. for improvement. It's just we need to choose what to do with it, you know. That's right. And, you know, our staff, when we always let them know when we receive uh, feedback like that, and they're so grateful for being told because they want to do a good job, they want to help out, and they hate the thought of our customers feeling that way. So, you know, it's a conversation we yeah. have with our staff just like we do with the positive um, feedback. But, no, we get this positive feedback every day. Um, and we also get feed- – we write personal notes in all of our online orders. Every single one has a handwritten note. Um, and we're doing that in store now too. Brilliant. If the staff have time – they may have fitted a bride for a wedding dress. They may just say, oh, have a lovely wedding, you know, you look beautiful. But we only do it if it's genuine, if they yep. really have something to say, you know, it's yep. not, not generic. Tell me about the split between your re- your uh, bricks and mortar retail, three stores, and your online. Yep. Where where's the, What's the trend? Is, is more going? Because selling a bra online it's a bit like selling shoes. I mean, you've got, it's the, you've yeah. got to get the fitting right. I notice you've got some wonderful information to help make the right decision, but mm-hmm. tell us yeah. about the difference. Look, it's, it's been interesting. We're actually on our fourth website, you know. It's, right. Um, it's, been, it's been challenging. We're, we're, we're happy now, um, but it has been, has been challenging. Um, but, you know, if you'd asked me this six months ago, our our online store would have been out of, if, if we're calling it a store, out of the four stores, it would have been about oh, 16 17% of our turnover, mm-hmm. and now it's about 25%. Wow. So it's equal, equal to our other other stores. And, and, and is that because now the, the, the usability of your website is exceptional? Um, it's so easy to figure out what you want and how to get there. Um, is that, do you reckon that's kind of the direct result, that, that 9% increase? Um, I think it's a combination of things. I, I think there's probably, as our stores have built, because we opened the two new stores last year, it, it's going to have a natural increase. Mm. But I think we are always adding new features and looking at the usability of our website, making it easier for customers to buy. And our customer service, you know, we have an amazing customer service girl who is also a fitter. So she will help 
um, customers, whether it be through live chat, a phone call, you know, customers can actually call us to get fitting advice before they they make uh, before they buy anything. Um, and we want to make sure they're happy so, you know, they they can return it and we'll help them find a better size. We also get photos sent to us by um, customers so we can help them with the fit as well, um, which we will be making that more formalised soon. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's about customer service really, I think. Can you, can you see a time... Actually, one other question, we are online. Has that taken your sales? You've now got customers all around the world? Yeah, yeah. We are looking at uh, the possibility of going more um, overseas. Um, The majority are in Australia, but um, we get quite a few from New Zealand and the US at the moment. Yeah. Um, um, But a few different, uh, you know, Australians living over in, in Asia, um, so yeah, that can you see a time where the online store takes over? Not completely. There's there's nothing like a proper bra bra fitting, mm. but I certainly do see us being able to add more functions to be able to, I guess, reduce the chance of returns by having them more with the fitting, more of a sort of a a virtual fitting place, um, which I can't say too much more about at this time, but maybe in a year have a chat and um, uh, we're looking at a lot of new and exciting things. But um, You're not – one of the things I've noticed with Brava Woman is you're not afraid to spend good money. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but this website – is, yeah. It's a significant website. I can see how much work and money has been invested into yeah. your website. You have got stores in high traffic area, expensive retail locations. Um, mm. You've got 30 staff. Um, yeah. well, tell, just tell me about your mindset around that because there's a lot of business owners there who cut off their nose to spite their faces and don't spend the money, you know. No, look, it, it is about quality. You know, we, we often, we rarely discount apart from some things on online because I think a, a bra is so important to a woman and we find once they are fitted, they will, in a good bra, at a good place, they will come back, they will spend a little bit extra. Um, so I think that's really important. There's a lot of cheap bra stores. There's a lot of cheap stores. You know, yeah. you could go into Target and get a $15 bra. Um, but we, the brands that we buy in, sometimes they can be a little bit more expensive, but they're going to last twice as long as well. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just through um, trialing. You know, we've tried the, the cheaper options. Get what um, you pay for in marketing, exactly. in bras, in everything. In, in everything um, and, you know, all of our online sales, we're tracking everything, you know, we're seeing what works and what doesn't and what we should spend money on and what we shouldn't. It's all about testing, you know, and, mm. and, and, and trialling. We don't, we don't have the answer to everything so we, we just try a lot of things. Um, but I, because, our you know, our, our market um, is women who, you know, do appreciate quality Mm. Um, I think. How much time do you spend on marketing a week, Maxine? Well, it seems to be taking up a lot of my time Beauty. lately. Yeah. Um, you know, we have uh, we have a, um, um, an online um, marketer who, who uh, is with yeah. us three days a week and, and I spend a lot of time on it. But I would say um, uh, at least a full-time role. So 
maybe 40 to 50 hours if we're talking wow. about improving the website, Good. if that's included in marketing, Absolutely. I, I feel it is. Absolutely it is. Marketing yeah. is everything and everything is marketing. So, for, that's, yeah. that's, so you are effectively, you're the marketing manager for, for Brava Woman. That is what you do. So I, I guess similar. But we also, you know, when we talk about marketing, sometimes I don't see it as marketing. I just see it as customer service, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like when, when, you know, your why is to help women and, and, and all of that, all of the marketing is just a vehicle to help those those women. So yeah. I, I don't... I don't know that I've necessarily got a business mind. I think it's it's more I think about how can we treat these women better, how can they get a better service, you know, how can they have a better ex- experience and whatever it takes to do that, if that's called marketing, then well, it is. You know, and it's, that's yeah, what it, we do, yeah. It's semantic. <laughs> it's like it is what it is uh, and marketing, you know, you, you just wear your customer's hat. The, you, you, you are your customer, number one, yeah. and B, yeah. you wear, you're constantly wearing their hat and I reckon all great business owners and even marketers who don't own the business but are responsible for the marketing, the more they wear the customer's hat, how can you, how can you not win? If you yeah. do that, the con- yes. what would the customer want? What would the customer do? What would the customer expect? Yeah. If we're always asking questions with the word customer in it, then it's a winning formula. Mm. Hey, Maxine, love chatting to you. Thank you for um, approaching me for a chat on the show and for listening to my show in the first instance. And I think uh, I've been pretty good today. Um, you no- have. You've been very well behaved. I'm, I'm actually quite surprised. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I was on my very breast behaviour. Yeah, oh, you had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Ah, oh, yes, hey. At least I make myself laugh, if no one else. That was Maxine Windrum. What a wonderful lady. Bravawoman.com.au is her website. She's not on Twitter, so I can't kind of refer you over there to uh, tell her how much you enjoyed her sharing that marketing gold. However, let me share my top three learnings. Thanks to the good guys at netregistry.com.au forward slash Timbo. Get all your online marketing sorted over there. And if you want anything designed, 99designs.com forward slash Timbo for that free $99 upgrade. Right, my top three learnings from Maxine. Learning number one, who can you start treating as collaborators and not competitors? I love that thinking. Nice to look at things differently. Number two, always wear your customer's hat. How often have we spoken about this? But it's a consistent link. There's a number of consistent links between the successful small business owners I have on this show, but that is absolutely one of them. Look at your business through the eyes of your customers. Learning number three, actively seek feedback from your customers and share it with your staff, which is a wonderful thing to do. And on your website, not always a big fan of the testimonials link on the website, but strategically placed alongside your products and your services that your customers have tried, I think testimonials can look fantastic. And actually, I'll give you a number four learning. Spend more time on your marketing. More time. I'm going to get kind of stricter on this, harder on this as I get older, I think. But I love how uh, Maxine's spending a whole lot of time and some past guests doing the same. It is only going to lead to more success. Hope you liked that interview. Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Look for episode 282 and leave a comment. Now, as you know, I am encouraging you, loving it when you do it, to leave a listener review over at the Apple iTunes store. 
okay? In doing so, I want to give you something back. In your review, leave a marketing question and your website, and I will respond to it, and I'll give you a little bit of promotion along the way. And that's exactly what this listener has done, who has called himself Fitness Focus 2012. No name. So I can't promote, but he's got a good question. Uh, The review and the question says, Timbo brings so much energy to the podcast as well as super switched on small business owners that are mastering marketing techniques in their biz. Good insight there. That's exactly who I look for. It makes the drive to work and uni an uplifting experience. Hey, Timbo, I'm studying software engineering and database management. Whoa, that sounds heavy. I hope when I finish, I can help many small business owners master their data and create more value for their clients. But I've got a question. What is the best way to build a personal brand while still building your business brand, especially in the realm of social media? Well, that is an excellent question. Here's how I do it. Number one, get clear on your editorial mission. I speak about this ad nauseum and I will continue to. Your editorial mission determines what you speak about. It's like a filter. Answer three questions. What have you got to offer? To who? And what outcome can they expect? Once you're clear on your editorial mission, choose a social media channel that resonates with you, that you are comfortable with, and choose just one. You don't have to choose them all. There's too many. That will create overwhelm. Once you've chosen it, own it. Own it by consistently creating great content that either educates or entertains your prospects, or maybe even both, right? But own it. And the big word there, consistence, consistently. And step four, read. Read Jab, 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 Right Hook the great social media book by Gary Vaynerchuk. And I would also suggest reading the Key Person of Influence book because at the end of the day, what you want to do is become a key person of influence by building your personal brand in your industry. You get that book free, posted to you over at keypersonofinfluence.com forward slash Timbo. Great question. Thank you, Fitness Focused 2012. Sorry, I don't know your name. Thank you for the five-star review. Uh, everyone else, head over to iTunes, leave a listener review for the show and your marketing question and website, and I will get around to answering it in upcoming episodes. Right, some great feedback here from Greg. He says, just pure music to small businesses, five stars. He says, I was playing with my new iPhone and opened up a podcast app. With my new phone, I found your podcast. Wow, nearly 300 episodes. Boy, have I got some catching up to do. You certainly have, Greg, but you got all the time in the world, mate. He goes on to say, Timbo, keep up the good work. At 65, I'm just starting my journey with you. Wow, I love that. Hey, that is a motivated business owner right there. While other 65-year-olds are swinging in a hammock somewhere, Greg is motivated to continue. He says, I've also always said, I like this quote, if you help enough people get what they want, you will get what you want. So true help. I talk about helpful marketing all the time. You put it out there, the universe will come back and give you a big hug. Back to Greg, he says, all the best. Greg, digital perceptions. P.S. I must tell you a funny display ad I did. I had some alarm horns to sell. At a Sunday market, I placed them on a table and put a sign under the display. It read, it's time to get horny. Oh, Greg, 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 Greg. Hashtag, hashtag dad joke. I did get a lot of feedback. I also made another sign. Oh, he's on fire now. He's unstoppable. The sign read, get horny for five bucks. 
You should have seen some of the people's faces. Priceless. Greg, I don't know whether I should have read that, mate. I've just lost a whole lot of listeners. Like, my dad jokes are bad. I, I acknowledge that. They're funny, but they're bad. Yours, you've just taken it to a whole nother level, brother. Anyway, love your work, mate, and thank you for the feedback. Warren Buffett once said, Someone is sitting in the shade today because they planted a tree a long time ago. Oh, I love that quote. I would suggest start planting some marketing seeds now so you can be sitting under that tree in years to come. Some marketing's a sprint. Helpful marketing's a marathon. So start putting some time in, team. Hey, plenty of marketing gold coming your way in the weeks and months ahead. And if you need something designed, anything, book cover, brochure, logo, car wrap, then head over to 99designs.com forward slash Timbo for your free $99 design upgrade. With Christmas coming, I would suggest it's a good project to get underway over the Christmas period. Marketing's a good thing to work on in your downtime. Hey, be sure to use Net Registry if you need a website or to get your website found. Exclusive listener packages can be found at netregistry.com.au forward slash Timbo, including that $79 a month do-it-for-me website package. Audio production for this show is done by Daryl Delirious Misson. Thanks, Dazza. And the music bed is written, produced, and sung by the very cool Mr. Lockie Doley. Thanks, Lock. If you want to surround yourself with other motivated business owners team, then do head over to the Small Business Big Marketing Forum at crankmymarketing.com. It's even got a 30-day, no questions asked, money-back guarantee. So, hey, what's stopping you? If you need a speaker for an upcoming event, then I'm all yours. Check out timreed.com.au. Until next episode, I am Timbo Reed. always have been, always will be. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now. <laughs>